Hello and welcome to Choosing an Agency. My name's Alex and I'm here to talk about how to select the right agency to grow your business, giving you the inside line on things to look out for the next time you need external support. I'll be interviewing industry figures from all manner of backgrounds to get hints and tips on the things to consider when choosing an agency. So today I'm joined by Ronke Larwell from Ariatu PR. Hey, hello Alex, thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. How are you doing, all right? I'm good, I'm good. I'm really Perfect, good. so for people that are meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure, so I am a PR consultant, uh, PR and communications consultant based in London. I have been running my business for a long time, I don't want to give away my age, even though I'm proud of my age, um, I've been running my business for a long time. Um, I tend to work with uh, creative entrepreneurs, creative enterprises uh, in a range of lifestyle, consumer-led uh, businesses, and yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey. Uh, and I was I was born in Hackney, East London, so I think that's where I get my hustle. It's a mixture between the Hackney and the Nigerian, so I get my hustle mindset from man. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And to give to give people a feel for who you are, if you could um, invite four people past or present to a meal, who would they be? Oh yeah, I love this question. So let's see. I think it's gonna this is gonna sound really obvious because I think a lot of your 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 listeners are gonna be like, oh yeah, that's a usual one. I think I'd like to invite Oprah Winfrey purely because she was such uh, an influential figure growing up, seeing a, a black woman on TV and in the media. I think I just could not have a dinner party and not invite Oprah. It just doesn't make any sense. So definitely Oprah. So you get the conversation going. <laughs> she, yeah, and she's a, she's a great, you know, interviewer. She's great with, with exactly conversations. I'd actually like to invite, this is going to sound really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to invite, so you've, you've given me four. So, oh man, this is hard, Alex. Okay, so let me invite Pele because I've just watched Pele's um, documentary on Netflix, and I grew up watching football with my dad, and I still love, I still love football, not as much as I used to, but I still love football. Pele, his journey, and just where he's, where he, where he's come from, where he's, you know, you know, been in his life would be really interesting. So I invite Pele. So I'm thinking about people who are alive because yeah, yeah. if not Pele. It would probably be Maradona, because um, I really, I really enjoyed Maradona. So, okay, Oprah, Pele, um, Lennox Lewis. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> Lennox Lewis. And then I feel like, who's one of my faves that I, I, I really like? Graham Norton. Graham Norton. I like He's Graham hilarious. Norton. So I think that'd be a great dinner party. Very unusual, um, but I think that'd be fun. I think, yeah. Well, I wonder how Lennox and Graham would get on. <laughs> So I used to live in Stoke Newington back in the day, and uh, so Lennox was from that area, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. I think I've never met. I, have I met Lennox? No, I've not met Lennox. I've, I've met someone who who did a, who used to do his pedicures. What a thing having pedicures! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a pedicure with, a ped, with somebody who actually used to do his feet as well. So that was a yeah, very weird fact, but fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> So what I'm trying to do with this podcast series is to, we're going to formulate a guide or, and some helpful hints and tips and insider knowledge on how clients can better select the agencies that they worked with. And so some of the next batch of questions are more focused around that sort of stuff. And so what's some of the worst advice you've ever heard a client be given? 
Oh, wow. So I think some of the worst advice that they've been given is that you can you can measure so for example with with the PR that I do a lot of my clients come to me for media relations so trying to get into the press or at least building relationships with the press and the media and I think some of the worst relation some of the worst advice that my clients have been given is that you can you can measure media success or media coverage by worth by value so you can you can you can say okay this interview is equivalent to uh, an advert so this this interview that you've been given in a, in a newspaper if you were to measure it by cost of an advert it that's how you would measure it which is very you can't you can't measure interviews and media engagement in the same way as you would measure an advertising campaign so it's that kind of advice which causes a lot of issues and especially when it comes to pr this is why when, when clients come to me it's like when a client comes to me and, and immediately starts talking about sales Yep. I have to start to re- I have to kind of pull them back and say that's not quite how PR works. You can't start to measure PR in the same way as you would advertising and sales. So yeah, they get bad advice from in that respect. Absolutely, and I've worked at big media agencies where in the group has been a PR agency, and they will say we've got this many centimeters of coverage in these publications, and we then had to work out the equivalent media value and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing you think is just terrible. Yeah, I think I think if you're doing it from your side, fine. But as a PR, we can we can we can talk about the the reach. We can measure. It's different ways of measuring PR impact. But to 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 make it a like for like equivalent, because remember, interviews and press features they they have a different function. They're not the same as an advertising function, right? Because it's about changing perception. How do you measure how an audience responds or reacts to something that you've said in an interview? Like, you, it's, it's about that humanization and relationship building. So, yeah, you can talk about how many lines you've got. And if you, as from the other side, the marketing side, decide you want you to do that measurement, that's fine. But from the PR side, we, 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 it's just, yeah, I just find it. It's, and it's very restrictive as well. Because then you've got clients who are just focused on that vanity matrix and yep. they're focused on trying to get into certain publications that actually have no impact on anything. It just looks good. And that's not what you want. That makes absolute sense. And then in terms of you know getting briefs from clients, what are some of the best factors that you've seen included in those? Oh, yeah. I like, oh, my gosh, such a good question. Because I love um, clearly defined briefs that highlight okay what is it that you're looking for what do you what you know what are your expectations uh your budget (laughs) budget having a budget is a really big deal um making sure you identify your key goals from a pr campaign or some some of my colleagues in the industry don't like to use the word pr campaign so a campaign that's overarching so a campaign that includes pr that includes marketing that includes advertising includes all the core elements social media so make sure you've got clear-cut goals and actually identify and really pull out clearly um ultimately what you want the impact to be from a campaign yeah and that but that impact has to be aligned to a sort of business goal eventually exactly but and then you touched on budgets and so how important is it to get a budget from a client when you're first speaking to them it's so important and i think as whether you're with your obviously as agency or even if it was a consultant like myself you've got to know okay how much you're going to get paid (laughs) but also what you can do with the money your clients money. so a a client has to come with the with the knowledge that they obviously have to pay their agency or their consultant but they also have to have a budget aside for activity the actual 
you know, the execution of a campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes clients, and especially in our ever-changing world when it comes to tech and social media, some clients don't factor that in. You have to have that, that money, you know, set aside to make sure that your campaign is executed well. And, you know, a lot of my clients are small business owners, right? So they're not going to have the same budget as those big companies that have signed huge PR agencies, right? That not only assign PR agencies, they have marketing agencies as well and advertising yeah. agencies. So they have all of these agencies they're working with. Small businesses might not have that scale of budget, but they should still make sure they factor it in and really look at, okay, how do we make sure we, if we're being realistic with our goals, if we have a budget that can speak to, you know, certain certain activities that are going to have an impact, yeah. it's going to make it more su- 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 successful, I should say. Absolutely. And I think it's always important to get a, because there's a big difference from what you can do for £1,000 a month to £5,000 a month to £50,000 a month. Huge. And without getting that core bit of information, you can go off on a tangent that just doesn't fulfil what the clients actually can afford. Exactly, exactly. So in terms of then um, when a client's looking at agencies and looking to build a roster to brief and that kind of thing, what can they do to start looking at an agency's reputation? Oh, oh, love. Yeah, because you know what? One thing sometimes, because it's so inbuilt in the work I do, I love talking about reputation, right? So I would always say, you know, just a really easy, easy thing to do is just to spend your time just monitoring their social media. So before you even approach an agency, look at this, not just their website. I definitely will say read, read a website. It surprises me sometimes that clients will approach me or approach, you know, colleagues in the industry. They've not read websites. They've not, they've not taken the time to look at, okay, can this agency actually fulfill? fill a brief or are they relevant to my industry my sector or do they have the right energy sometimes what I want what I want clients potential clients to do is to look at agencies and consultants independent consultants and see see them not just for their capabilities like oh can they do the job but also do they care enough will they care enough about my business because that really will make a huge difference so I always say make sure you review websites look at their social media have a look at some of the, the content that's outside of the business. So look at what, you know, for the founder of an agency or CEO or an MD or an individual like myself of an agency or consultancy, have they written for, you know, thought pieces? How, are they on podcasts like this? What are they saying on podcasts like this? Take the time just to listen to at least one thing that they've done or read an interview outside of campaign work to see if there's going to be a, a synergy. Um, Cause I think that, that makes a huge difference. And, I, I, and I've had that just from my own experience. Clients have come to me because they've read something I've written or I've been quoted in or they've listened to a podcast and they're like, oh, this is someone I want to work with. Do you know what I mean? It's not just about me being able to do a job. They actually want to work with me because I sound like, you know, I care. My reputation precedes me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's right. And I think that there is a, um, a chemistry that you form when you're first speaking to a client that, that all of that kind of information outside of the website you're talking about, so the thought leadership stuff, feeds yeah. into that whole process. Absolutely. So what are the signs that an agency is a good fit for a client then? So when they've started speaking, that kind of thing. We know that the money is always going to be a priority for all agencies, but I think, you know, as an, an, an agency that's done its research, so once they've received a brief or once they've been approached by a client, an agency that actually shows that they care and understand the story behind the client, a story behind whatever it is the client is trying to 
publicize or talk about. And remember that, you know, especially when it comes to PR, um, the work that we do, it's not just media stuff. So if, if we're looking at, for example, if a client approached us for a crisis, so if something's gone wrong and a client needs some help, you've got to look at, okay, does this agency, an, you know, has this agency done similar work or care about an issue that enough that, to be able to address this crisis authentically? And you can tell pretty quickly um, which agencies can engage and communicate effectively according to the audiences that, you know, a client's trying to reach. And I don't know from your experience, I mean, what's your experience in that, you know, when you're, when you're engaging with, with clients from your side? So I think you can look at clients and you can group them into different characteristics, can't you? So you've got the ones that will be um, into the detail. You've got others that will empower you and let you get on with the job. Mm-hmm. You've got others that maybe may have a little bit more of a bullying approach to working mm-hmm. with um, an agency. Mm-hmm. You've then got others that want to perhaps win awards and get some career progression and business progression as a, re- as a result of working with you. Mm-hmm. And so we typically, you know, as a small business owner, I've got a team here that I have to look after and life's tough enough without having that. We're in the performance business, so we have to deliver results. And so we feel that pressure. We feel that mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of stress and responsibility that comes with that. And that's something that we thrive on. And so a client that can be a little bit cajoling or bullying is one that we'll actively try and steer away because I think it's quite um, it's quite a popular subject to talk about. But mental health and that kind of stuff, it stresses people out. And I've got to look after my staff just as I would look after myself or my girlfriend or my sons or anyone else. Absolutely. And so that kind of client we try and steer away from in terms and that's more looking at what's potentially a bad fit. And so a good fit are typically the clients that are either empower us let's get on with it clients that are looking for you know really significant performance for you know awards entries that kind of thing and on the other end we're happy to work with clients that know the detail and want to get right into it but i think it's sometimes um you know it's just those more bullying clients we just yeah oh my gosh too short yeah, I've had a few. Yeah, and I and I think it's important to know when to to to, to sack a client. <laughs> to just say, look, you know, the money's, you know, it doesn't matter how much money they're paying, you know, that stress, you've just you've nailed it in, in terms of like mental health. So from our side, from the agency side, from the consultancy side, you know, really valuing our mental health and, and for, especially for our teams, but for ourselves as founders, as business owners, it's so important. Like burnout is real. And yeah. I think especially when we're 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 always looking for opportunities and we're looking to grow our businesses. We don't, and this is why I want us to change, especially in our sectors, right? In, in our sectors, they're very um, results driven, like you say, and there's a lot of pressure. And I say, and I make, it's not a joke, but I kind of make this joke that it's one of, like PR especially, is, a, is, is almost like a thank, if you don't want to be thanked, <laughs> if you don't want to give a thank you, yeah, get into this industry. And it's, it's quite sad because, they, you know, clients want, want, want. They, they rarely you know, give the money, but they don't. They rarely give that kind of holistic thank you and just making sure checking in and saying well done. And actually, when you start to notice those bullying clients, like you rightly say, like know when to cut off. And I've had to cut off graciously. The good thing is, you know, find a way of doing it graciously so that you don't get these. You know, you don't want to get a crisis, another crisis where you're, you know, you've got clients just atting you or tagging you or whatever. But knowing when to cut off graciously and moving away so we can protect our mental health is so important. It's so important. Absolutely. And on the agency side, there is a um, 
there's there's almost like it's all part of life's rich tapestry whereby in any week you can go from winning a client to losing a client winning a pitch losing a pitch recruiting staff members having staff members leave getting campaigns that are performing well campaigns that are performing badly you've got your own stuff going on personally you've got your team stuff going on personally so that whole sort of maelstrom of factors it can be sort of sometimes sometimes you'll end up at the week and you'll sort of think it's been a good week and there's been a lot going on on it but it's the the emotional sort of volatility of that whole process because it can be quite opposite ends of the spectrum right absolutely so are there any signs that you look out for that a client is a bad fit um so yeah if they're not if they're if they're not um if they're not paying if they're not listening like if they're not has what i'm looking for so if you 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 advise them um if things aren't maybe going going the right direction in terms of um campaign and you you advise them to say okay this is what we need to do we need to change course and they don't they don't want to listen they, they want to focus on what they want to do um or, 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 it, or sometimes it feels like some 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 clients want a good fit it's like they they hire you or bring you on board to almost tell you that they can do a better job than you. That's when you know a client's not a good fit. It's like, it's like trying to find a way of like undermining, like progressively undermining the work you do. Um, so not listening to your advice. That's a really big, big, big red flag. Um, obviously, lack of comms. I, I, I just, you know, I'm, I know I'm a communicator by trade, but I just feel like it's really important to get regular updates where I'm not having to constantly chase for updates. And then because I'm having to constantly chase or not getting regular updates, I can't do the best job possible. And then I'll get blamed. Like that's when you know it's that a client's not going to be a great fit. If you're constantly having to chase and yeah, obviously the most, you know, the most obvious one is that kind of the, the, the payment side of things with a client is just take, you know, taking the mick when it comes to, to payments. Um, yeah, and just poor communication. No, and I think that there's a slight insanity to appoint someone to work on your behalf and then tell them that you want them to do it this way rather than <laughs> saying, this is my problem, you go out and solve it, that's your specialism, and I'll get on with running my business over here. <laughs> it's just bad. But the funny thing is, we say it, and I'm laughing because it's like, the amount of times, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but it's just, gen- it's just like, wow, why would you, why are you paying me if you think you can do a better job? But clearly you don't know how to do this job, but you're paying, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's just wild. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the whole thing that clients, there is a certain amount of um, momentum that as an agency you need to build up. And if yes. a client isn't sharing their stuff with you in a timely fashion, you end up spending more time chasing them for the stuff than actually doing the work that's going to make a difference to their business. Oh, right. And it's just, yeah. And, and getting them to understand that. I don't know. Yeah. So, so as we're talking, it's like, wow. Yeah. Memories. <laughs> I want to <laughs> think about it. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Excellent. So are there any red flags that a client should look out for when speaking to an agency? So from the flip side for clients, you know, making sure you do want somebody who is just they've got clear comms um channels and they have they're responsive so responsiveness um making sure that whoever's been assigned to you within that agency to manage your campaign that's the person um you're not getting kind of you know messed about and uh, pulled about too often um i also think you know just making sure that you regardless of the size of your campaign and yourself as a client you're made to feel special. So I'm not saying spoil clients, because again, from agency side, we don't want to spoil our clients too much. But as a, as a client, you do want to make sure, you know, recognizing that 
obviously the agency is going to have lots of other clients but you do want to make sure that okay if you do send an email you get that response that they do care that you know even once in a while they're amplifying on social media your projects and your campaign a, a, a good agency should showcase the fact that they're working alongside you and they're proud of the work they're doing for you and that they do care so I think it's just that balance it is a relationship right it's, it's a little bit like dating so you've got to make sure that there's a balance <laughs> no absolutely and it's it's like um you know we always say internally if a client has to chase us for something we've failed because we should be managing that client informing them of the status the whole way through the whole stage and so that's something we try and live to uh, we don't always get that but um it is that sort of investment in the sort of ongoing communication on both sides that will make the whole partnership successful. Exactly. That's it. That's it. This has been great. Where can people find out more about you online? So I want to be that person to say Google me. So <laughs> I have um, so I have my own eponymous website, ronkelawal.com, and I post um, regularly on there some articles just for myself. And I'll and I'll post this podcast at the end of it. I love to share the things that I've engaged with. I'm a I've got Twitter fingers. Not so much. I've taken a break from Twitter, but I love Twitter. So you can find me ronkelawal on Twitter, and then Arias UPR has its own presence, its own website. Um, LinkedIn so I'm on all the usuals and if you do Google me there's no surprises I've got no skeletons <laughs> good stuff <laughs> but I'm an interesting person you know when you Google me I always say this but it's, it's quite so you know it's, it's fun you'll find some fun stuff about me and um, yeah I love you know I'm passionate about PR in the industry I'm passionate about just making sure it's an inclusive diverse space I love having conversations like this because it's been a really good conversation um, so yeah just find me and yeah engage with me after this podcast so thank you it's been fun perfect thanks for joining me today thank you all right gang thanks for listening if you found the conversation useful please join me again next time for choosing an agency